This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasures. You know what it is! It's Taco Tuesday! And ladies and gentlemen, very soon, you should be preparing the Christmas tacos. I just can't imagine what the Christmas tacos would be. Uh, tacos with uh, uh, peppermint uh, something what, Kevin? Oh, they're great, they're great. What kind of tacos do you have for Christmas? Yeah, like you were saying, like you were saying, you know, peppermint, gotta have the meat in there, you know, yeah. vegetables, beautiful, yeah. beautiful Christmas tacos. Yes, There's indeed. a peppermint taco? Is that, are you serious, peppermint tacos? No, no I was I just, just I, I was feeding in the holiday spirit. Almost, okay, okay, you know? okay. I wish. 800-848-9222, somebody's gonna do that now. 800-848-WABC, the number to call if you want to be part of our Taco Tuesday rush Whoa. hour here. And we have a lot to discuss as usual. Let me go through some headlines because I never get to all of my stories. So we'll get to some of these. But here's some of the selections that I picked out for your ears and your ears alone. From... The Wall Street Journal, is social media censorship a crime? Can't wait to do that one. Hope we get there. House Democrats reject committee term limit proposal. That's not the Republicans. The House Democrats said nope for, and by the way, I happen to agree with that, but uh, for reasons that I don't know. Here's one. I'm sure you've seen this horrible story. 77-year-old grandmother stabbed to death in garage in gated Atlanta community. Terrible. McConnell, the turtle, says that negotiations are very close to a spending deal. Oh, doesn't that just light up your day? New FTX CEO tears into Sam Bankman-Fried in Congress hours after his arrest. Yes, the Samster has been arrested. American College mandate updated. COVID-19 booster shot. Student says it's out of line. Minnesota science teacher claims cell biology lessons are part of capitalist indoctrination. Judge 
makes massive decision in Arizona election case. Interesting things going on there. In fact, I was um, at a on a Twitter a Twitter a Twitter share space last night, and it man, this room was incredible. Carrie Lake was in the house. Carrie Lake was in the room. Um, and so many other dignitaries, many of whom you would know, media personalities and um, journalists, et cetera, et cetera. It was, one of, it was very interesting. Shameful science of legacy media on Twitter files may be a boon, but truth-telling smaller media sources, breaking, this is from, I think, the post-millennium earlier today, and now the story has spread, DeSantis to investigate COVID vaccine-related injuries. Whoa. Oh, about time. That's Schumer, Chuck U. Schumer. Omnibus, they're talking about the spending bill here. The omnibus is expected to include Electoral Count Act, and guess what they want in the omnibus spending bill? Ukraine funding. More money for Ukraine. Back to the FTX thing. Sam Bankman-Fried arrives at court in the Bahamas. You know, it is better in the Bahamas when Cambridge Dictionary changes definition of man and woman. Double-decker tacos. Rhonda says she's having double-decker tacos at her house tonight. Awesome, Rhonda. Washington Governor Inslee's Equity Summit tells state agencies, this is in that twisted state of Washington, objectivity, individualism. Listen to this headline, please. Let me start again. Washington Governor Inslee's Equity Summit, they're having a big summit on equity, and what they are telling the people that run the state agencies in Washington State is that objectivity and individualism are both rooted in white supremacy. So those are some of the things that we hope to get to. There's, of course, more. Mark Stein will not be here today. Mark Stein hasn't been here in a little bit. He's over in uh, Europe. He's over in Great Britain where his uh, TV show is originated from, and Mark is uh, under the weather, so he hasn't been able to get back home. He's a little bit of we, so we wish you the very, very best, Mark. Speedy recovery. Can't wait to have you back. But you're here, and we love you here. At eight hundred eight four eight WABC, there is, of course, where we start. Is social media censorship a crime? Will there be legal consequences for government officials, for companies, or for their personnel who cooperate in the government tech censorship of dissident on COVID-19, election irregularities, or other matters? Cooperation between government officials and private parties to suppress speech could be considered a criminal conspiracy to violate civil rights. Oh, I love that. The current administration won't entertain such a theory, but a future one might. 
Section 241 of Title 18 of the U.S. Code provides, and now here's some legalistic language for you, if two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege, secure to him, well, sexist language there, secure to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States, or because of his having so exercised the same, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. Now, it certainly sounds to me that in the case of these big tech companies and members of the government conspiring to shut down conservative views, to shut down the views of people that disagreed with them, let's say, on COVID lockdowns or COVID treatment or COVID in general. And they did conspire to injure them. They wanted, in some cases, these people were told that um, their licenses to practice medicine should be taken away in the case of COVID. And they were not allowed to speak based on their own professional knowledge. They had their rights to take part in public discussions squelched. And the same goes for people who complained about elections. So it sounds to me that there is a case to be made. This is a post-Civil War statute. And it was put in place to help combat the Democrat Party's uh, uh, militia, that would be the Ku Klux Klan, and similar private organizations. Then as now, government officers sometimes relied on private allies to accomplish what they could not accomplish in government. Whether for government officers or cooperating private parties, Section 241 of the U.S. Code makes conspiracy to violate someone's civil rights a crime. This is written by Philip Hamburger in today's Wall Street Journal. No, no, not Philip Taco, Philip Hamburger. I maintain that this is not the only crime, ladies and gentlemen. We should seriously look at the violation of election law. These people and these big tech organizations, social media, conspired so that they could obtain a political objective. They interfered with elections. And when you interfere with elections, there is supposed to be accountability and a penalty. So, I would love to see these cases brought forth where people can claim that they were injured, that their speech was injured, their ability... You know, we pay influencers 
social media companies pay influencers. And influencers now are more aware of their power, especially when it comes to monetizing that power. If you look at the fan site, which I don't go on, only fans, you'll see how there is a new economy emerging from people who are influencers and who realize that they can have influence or instant fame. Social media platforms should be held accountable for what they do. Yes, they are private companies. But if you're opening up a private, a a public vehicle and you decide you want to discriminate against conservatives, discriminate against people that you have disagreements with, well, then why not have those people granted the right to have accountability in a courtroom? James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, here with you. It is our Taco Tuesday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Brothers Johnson on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you're in your car... Keep one hand on the steering wheel, the other hand, rock it, baby. While you're cruising the streets. You know what to do. Seventy-seven WABC listeners, listen. You can win a seventy-seven WABC celebrating one hundred years poster signed by morning show host Sid Rosenberg. Join the seventy-seven WABC VIP club by downloading the app, or go to seventy-seven WABC's website. That is wabcradio.com/slash/vip. It's the newest and most rewarding way to be part of the 77 WABC family every week. 
We're going to give away prizes to VIP club members. Prizes will include tickets to live events, celebrity meet and greet, signed memorabilia, concert tickets, more. This week, a lucky VIP member will be chosen to receive a 77 WABC Celebrating 100 Years poster signed by Sid Rosenberg. All you have to do. Sign up for 77 WABC's VIB Club by downloading the app or by going to <laughs> WABCRadio.com. Shouldn't that be WWW if you're on the... I don't... It just says go... WABCRadio.com slash VIP Club. Well, go there and sign up. You'll receive a special members-only newsletter. You'll be automatically entered for a chance to win each week's Leroy Download. The 77 WABC app and join the 77 WABC VIP Club today. WABCRadio.com. Or for those of you who like to go old school, HTTP slash slash www.wabcradio.com. Get them out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who use the uh, Cambridge Dictionary will be glad to know that the Cambridge Dictionary has now altered the definitions of the words man and woman to include people who identify as a gender other than their biological sex. Pray I do not alter the deal further. That's right, it's been altered. The definition of a woman, which previously represented the long-standing view on sex, now states that a woman is, quote, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Similarly, a man is now identified as an adult who lives and identifies as male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Now, not everybody's happy with the fact that Cambridge has changed these definitions. Christopher Rufo, a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, tweeted out, Cambridge Dictionary just dropped a new definition of woman. He pointed out that the dictionary used the pronoun they to describe the subject rather than she. Notice that the dictionary writers say they may have been. They couldn't bring themselves to write she may have been because they know they're lying. That's the tell. So I ask you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jones, stay there. We'll get to you. 
Um, I I ask you, do you think that this is important or not? Do you think these words, the way that the Cambridge Dictionary defines is right or wrong? Do you think it harms society? I mentioned that the Democrats have rejected committee term limit proposals. We hear this all the time, and one of the reasons I addressed it, it came up recently. We had someone that wanted to talk about, it was on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, that wanted to talk about term limits. And I vehemently, and I know many of you support term limits, so this is a friendly disagreement that we have. You know I love you. And I understand, by the way, I understand everybody that says, I'm in favor of term limits, let's stop now. Here's what always concerns me with term limits. Number one, we already have term limits in the elective sense. We have elections every two years. If you're tired of someone and if you can convince your fellow citizens and neighbors that you're tired of a certain elected official, term limit them out. Vote against them. Get rid of them. Bye-bye. See you you later. Sayonara. Adios. Those are term limits. But in committees where where House rules are set by the leadership and votes, Republicans have long wanted term limits on how long you can have a person sit in chair on a committee. Some of the most powerful members of Congress have been those that gained what I what is t- called institutional power. When I was coming up, I mean, these guys, think about it, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. How many people even know who heads the Ways and Means Committee right now? But it wasn't but a few decades ago, mere decades ago, when Dan Rosty Rostenkowski was the head of Ways and Means, everybody knew who he was because he had, he had amassed so much power, power, as the head of the Ways and Means Committee. He made national news. This was the guy one year that he was proposing something in the budget. There was a new protest group called the Gray Panthers. And they confronted him in the streets. He was from Chicago, from Illinois, Dan Rusty Rostenkowski. And they, they were serious. So there you have it. Look, we've got phone calls, and I don't want to leave people holding too long. We're going to take some of your calls when we get back. Telephone number 800-848-WABC. Man and a woman, not the same anymore. Even in the dictionary. It's like, well, go look in the dictionary. Well, yeah, try that these days. And this Minnesota case, this Minnesota teacher, of course, that was brought to us by our friend Libs of TikTok. Capitalist indoctrination. It's in biology. Biology lessons, she says, are part of the capitalist indoctrination of American children. Anyway, we have all that. And whatever else you want to talk about, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222 on Taco Tuesday coming right back. 
it's an expensive car to still leave you on the pavement. Condo paid for, no car payment. At my arraignment, no for the plaintiff. The daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement. Face it, not guilty. That's how I stay true. Richer than richer. So you just come and get me. Taco Tuesday! This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Our dedication to the New Jersey Giants, or is it the New York Giants? Elton John, who said he's quitting Twitter. Philadelphia Freedom, baby. You know, Kevin Perez... Aside from his many duties here on our program, is also our sports guy. He knows more about sports than almost anybody his age, which is a very high compliment. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Sunday. You're welcome. And I want you to have your own sports apparel line. I'm not going to go into okay. specifics because I don't want anybody to steal the idea. That, that's but fair. But I want, I want. I want to see a Kevin Perez sports apparel line that celebrates. Celebrates what? Celebrates <laughs> what? That, that, that celebrates what? Go ahead. Well, we're, we're here now, so you, you might as well spew. New York's achievements <laughs> in sports. Yeah. Get him hey, out. 77 Get him radio out. listeners. Get him out. You know what I have right now, this moment, for you. Right now. Wait a minute. Can you ask Jen if we still have tickets left before I start giving away tickets? Because if we don't have any tickets left, I'm in trouble. No, we have tickets left. Roger, Roger. Good. So right this very moment, this very second, from your mobile device or from your landline, from any phone you can get to, it is time for you to call in right now. We have a pair of tickets available for you to go see Tony Orlando. He's presenting his holiday show on Saturday, December 17th at Parks Casino. If you're the seventh caller right now, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, you will win a pair of tickets to tie a yellow ribbon around the old Christmas tree. December 17th, Parks Casino and Sportsbook. That's the number one. Casino in Pennsylvania. 800-848-WABC. And for those of you who are not the seventh caller today, you can go grab your tickets. Go see Tony Orlando, our very own WABC's Tony Orlando. Tickets are on sale right now at parkscasino.com. Shouldn't that be www.parkscasino.com? Sounds about right. Oh, okay. Woo! What happened to all my calls? Don't get rid of the people. We had other luck. What happened? If you were on hold and you just got booted off, I apologize. 
I thought we had we could keep you and others take some calls. We have so many lines. Ay ay ay. Oh well. Not good. Well, Mitch McConnell. There was a woman who would, who wanted to talk to me, and I want to talk to her. She says one of our guests was disrespectful on Saturday, and I want to know more about that. So I hope you call back in because you were going to be my first caller. And I was getting ready to come to the phones right now to take you. All right, this FTX deal that's in Congress, Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested, as you know. Now, the new CEO went to testify of what's left of FTX. And he just lit a fire under Sam Bankman-Fried's handling of the company. He said he was inexperienced, unsophisticated. John J. Ray III was appointed to lead the company through bankruptcy after his founder stepped down after this place went imploded and took so many billions of dollars. He told lawmakers that the dozen or so bankruptcies he's navigated companies through, FTX sticks out as highly unusual. Get this, folks. This company dealing with billions of dollars, billions, they can't find records. They just took the money, apparently, from investors, and the record-keeping was shoddy. Employees communicated invoices and other financial documents through the workspace chat application Slack. They used QuickBooks, the stuff that we use, you, me, everybody, in this billion, billion, billion dollar company. They were using QuickBooks, and they were dealing with invoices using Slack. This is like run by amateurs. Meanwhile, I'll tell you what wasn't unsophisticated, what was very sophisticated, the millions of dollars that went to Democrats, mostly. Yeah, a few Republicans got some cash here and there, but mostly it was Democrats. Now, I guess what we're all supposed to take away from this testimony today is, oh, These people were all unsophisticated. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't keep records. See, it was all just a loosey-goosey operation. And never mind all those millions of dollars that Democrats got so that they could be elected again. It was all just one big screw-up. Nothing sophisticated here. So we're supposed to walk away with the notion that while this guy was hanging out with the likes of Bill Clinton and a bunch of sports celebrities, by the way, while they were out doing ads asking everyone to come in here, and one of the things, if you listen to the Future Is Now podcast that I do with James Eisenberg from Inner Block Capital, one of the things he points out is that this was not a blockchain crypto company. They did things in the same kind of business model that some of these corrupt institutions use that caused the last financial meltdown. This is not how business is conducted among the transparent and encrypted blockchain. 
So there's that. Now, there are some news stories that say Bankman Freed will probably end up in jail. There are others that say this is going to be, it could be, we do have an extradition treaty with the Bahamas, but who knows how long it's going to take to get him here. Here's what I want to know. Are Democrats going to be held accountable for the millions of dollars that they took, and we're talking tens and tens of millions of dollars, folks, from innocent investors who maybe didn't do their homework. But is any of this money going to be clawed back? Go back to the Madoff Ponzi scheme. You will recall that there were major efforts underway to claw back some of that money for people that invested. Will there be a demand that the Democrats give back the money? I don't think so. Anyway, that's the deal. Calls coming up. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston, with you. It is Taco Tuesday here on WABC. Remember, Catch at Night comes up next. 800-848-WABC, the number to call, 800-848-9222. We are coming right back following these messages. Y'all know what today is, right? I said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. W A B C Talk Radio 77 I wonder if Curtis ever heard of Prince. It's a good question. Hmm. You need to ask him one day, has he ever heard of Prince? He knows MJ. I know, but that's because he has this... Yeah, he's got a... Thing. Um, yeah. MJ. Yeah. WABC Talk Radio 77, Prince brings us back. I lost my freedom. 
Let's head to the telephone, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for being so patient. Joan from the Bronx. Welcome. I'm glad we got back with you, Joan. How are you? Hi, Joan. I'm glad I got back, too. Um, I listened to your whole show on Saturday morning, and I was kind of disappointed in your guest, Mr. Autry Pruitt. I, I think that he was disrespectful to, to you. I think it was disrespectful to your your guests and to your listeners. And I also, I don't think he's a conservative. Why do you think, think he was disrespectful? He's disrespectful. Um, I, I don't think, I think he didn't speak in a calm tone. Um, you, he's your protege. I, I felt that he should have been more respectful to you. I mean, I, I, no, he's the founder of, of he's the founder of uh, I'm the founder of the pack and Autry is the CEO of New Journey. And I guarantee you Autry is a conservative. Now, he is not um a by the letters guy. He is a very unique kind of thinker in some ways. He thinks differently than most people do. One of the reasons he's at New Journey is because he is so good at what he does. And that's being able to understand uh, politics, how to get people out to vote, how to put together an organization that does that, how to persuade some people to change votes. Um, and so he's just a great executive at what he does. Now, I, and by the way, I don't mind people disagreeing with me, and I love the political battle. So I wasn't offended by it. I was a little put off, to be totally frank with you, with one of the exchanges he had with Derek Hunter. But, you know, Derek is a big boy. We're all big boys. We all like to rough and tumble. We all can take it. And so I, it was cool. I'm sorry that you felt there was disrespect because I know he would never intend to disrespect any of us. He's a great guy. I love the guy. He's a great guy. I'm sorry you felt that way, but I'm going to tell you something. He is a conservative. Yeah, he's a conservative. Absolutely. In fact, I was kidding with him, calling him a Trump hater. Let me just tell you what kind of guy he is. When Trump ran the first time, Autry wrote a book, and you can find the book, uh, the Plain Steak and, and something, blah, blah, on Donald Trump. He got his first real estate deal. That's what he was in with the Trump organization, and he, and he loves Trump. And he went out on his own dime. No one paid him. He was not part of um, any organization then. He went on his own diamond volition to campaign for Donald Trump in many of the battleground states. So that's what kind of guy he is. Joan? He was a supporter then, but what happened now? Well, one of the things that, look, he, look, this is a guy, and, and you're going to find, I, you know, I read a poll today. And in that, the poll said that right now, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, has a distinct advantage in polling right now. This dinner that that Donald Trump was trapped into without knowing mm-hmm. with Kanye and Nick Fuentes apparently hurt him in the polling. And Donald Trump was set up. That was a, that was a ruthless setup. I agree. It was a total setup. But at the same time, people don't see that. Now, look, Donald Trump, has weathered so many storms and has been counted out so many times. I don't think that Donald Trump is done at all. 
And I think that a lot of people that were expressing their dissatisfaction with how that situation was handled will be able to, in a few weeks, months, look at things a little bit differently. So in politics, that's the snapshot of today. As you know, and, and, and Joan, we've watched a few political cycles. Things change, and that's just the snapshot for today. I'm not only concerned about what he said about Trump. I mean, if that was the only thing, then I wouldn't be as concerned. But he seemed to be criticizing the entire Republican way that, you know, the elections were handled. He was blaming the candidates as opposed to like Carrie Lake or like uh, Tudor Dixon. Um, he was criticizing the the candidates and he was criticizing Trump's endorsement instead of criticizing how Mitch McConnell and, and Kevin McCarthy and Ronna McDaniel handled it. He never once mentioned them. That's why I'm here, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. But these are robust, look, look, these are robust political discussions. And I love, you know, I have loved politics since I was a child. I was debating politics with my friends in school when they were all debating whether the Giants were truly a horrible team or just a terrible team. Um, and uh, so I was debating politics. And I love political debates, and they get heated sometimes, and that's all the fun of it. So let's not take it to, let's not take it to heart. It's just politics. It's a discussion. And it's okay if it gets a little heated sometimes. Okay. All right. He's your I love you, Joan. I love you, too. Thank you, Joan. Bye. Bye. Oh, goodness. It's already time to go. Almost. Okay, quickly, Robert in Suffolk County. You got to nail your point quickly. Yes. Hello, Robert. Uh, go ahead. You're right about 18241. We have to start filing criminal charges against these officials, bureaucrats, and businesses that are taking away our civil rights our constitutional rights, because they are crimes and they're criminals. I couldn't agree with you more. What happened in the last two election cycles with these social media companies, they broke election law, in my opinion. I am not a lawyer. I stress that. And and by putting the finger on the button and squelching political discussion in this country in favor of one party, they interfere. They colluded to interfere with the election. Does that sound familiar? While while the media's eyes were on Russia for collusion with this fake hoax Russia scandal, we know who really colluded. That's it for today, folks. Back tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow for our Wednesday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. See you then. Bye. Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.